This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to the Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 124. I think one of the goals that we all share is to be happy. And I've spent most of my life in pursuit of happiness. And if you take a look at my bookshelf, you'll see that I have a whole bunch of books on the topic. And the irony is that the more you have happiness as a goal, the less happier you are. So my husband, he has struggled with sleep for his whole life. He's never really been a great sleeper. And right now he's really focused on fixing it. So he's been listening to sleep experts, lots of podcasts. He's actually cut his caffeine intake down significantly. He's optimizing light exposure, taking supplements. He's really trying to pull all the possible levers he can to set up the conditions for sleep to happen. So if you have struggled with sleep, you know that you can't force sleep. You just have to do all the things that can help create the conditions for sleep to arise naturally. And the same goes for happiness. Happiness, like sleep, is not something we can force. And ironically, when we try to make it happen, then it actually creates the opposite effect. So there are three reasons why this happens. So number one, when we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be happy, we tend to bypass our actual feelings that are unhappy. And if let's say we're feeling sad or we're feeling stressed or we're feeling lonely or anxious, then we end up judging ourselves and making ourselves wrong because we're not feeling good. And that can create even more discomfort and more unpleasant emotions. So one of the measures of mental health is our ability to feel all of our feelings and to hold space for the full spectrum of our emotional experience. So when we learn to do that and we can be with those feelings with a sense of self-compassion, self-acceptance, then we cultivate self-love. And in doing so, there is this underlying sense of peace with ourselves, which we could equate to feeling better, feeling happier. The second reason is when we think that we should be happy all the time, we end up comparing ourselves to others who we think are happier than we are. This happens a lot on social media. We'll shame ourselves or feel inadequate or unworthy because our lives don't look as bright and shiny as the people we see on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or wherever you get your social media. And everyone there is posting their highlight reels and pictures of themselves looking good, feeling good, living their hashtag best life. And then we look at ourselves and we see that, oh, we're having a bad day. We're in a bad mood. We're we're struggling with some really difficult circumstances in our lives. And then we just feel worse about that. So the second reason that focusing on happiness makes us unhappier is that when our goal is happiness, we're more likely to seek instant gratification. And I have a podcast on this called Dirty and Clean Pleasures. I can't remember exactly the title, but it's something along those lines. I'll link it up in the show notes. And we look for just ways to feel good in the moment, but often those things, which could be a glass of wine at the end of the day, 
eating junk food, having more sugar, more flour. They can make us feel good in the moment, but worse in the long term, on so many levels, worse physically, worse about ourselves, and then we also end up feeling emptier and even less satisfied. Like my husband is doing with sleep, we want to set up the conditions for happiness to arise naturally. So there are two ways to look at happiness. One is understanding that happiness is an emotion caused by a thought. So it's fleeting. In a moment, right now, you can choose to think a happy thought, like something that is going well in your life or something that you're grateful for. And when you think about that, you'll feel those positive emotions. And this means that happiness is available to us all the time in any moment that we choose to focus on something positive. The other way to look at happiness is to look at kind of the general sense of our lives and are we experiencing satisfaction and contentment and does our life feel like there it has meaning, it has purpose, we feel like we are being the, the best version of ourselves, the most authentic version of ourselves. Happiness, it, again, is something we can find in this moment and something we can look at our life in a broader sense. I wanna share five ways that you can cultivate more happiness in your life without necessarily focusing on making happiness the goal and allowing happiness to be more of a byproduct of these things. So number one is self-awareness of how you're currently thinking and feeling, even if those thoughts and feelings are not necessarily happy thoughts and feelings. And you wanna do this from the perspective of being the observer. And in yoga, we call this the witness consciousness. And in the Yoga Sutras, it talks a lot about being able to disidentify with your thoughts and recognizing that you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. You are that which is experiencing and observing your thoughts and feelings. Being able to build in that ability to watch ourselves and feel these emotions in our body and think about what we think about gives you more awareness of what is currently happening in your body, in your mind, in the moment. And the more you can disidentify and not make it mean anything that you are maybe not experiencing happy thoughts and feelings, the more you can just be that non-judgmental observer and be able to step back and take a wider perspective of what's happening and then from that place, you have more agency, more ability to direct your mind more consciously, more deliberately. So one of the things that I do with my clients is when we recognize that there's persistent negative thoughts and feelings, we don't even necessarily try to stop doing it, stop, you know, stop having those thoughts and feelings. It's more about can you catch them in the moment? And so I teach my clients exercises for this in my one-on-one coaching and in the Pleasure Project program. And what happens is the more you can just notice when this is happening, simply in the noticing, you are noticing from a different perspective. And that in and of itself gives you that perspective and allows you to detach from them. And then you just are able to see, oh, I'm having that thought popped into my head or I'm experiencing a difficult emotion, 
and it doesn't have to be a problem. And we're able to let go of it so much more quickly. So the second thing is once you have awareness of what you're currently thinking and currently feeling, then you can focus on creating thoughts that you want to think, thoughts that serve you, and generating the feelings that you want to experience. So you can think of it as thinking on purpose, feeling on purpose. Instead of what just happens by default, because we get into habits of thinking and feeling and just kind of what pops into your head, it's deciding what to think. And so the first step, again, is the being able to just see what is the naturally occurring thought and feeling, being able to disidentify, to be the neutral observer. And then you can ask yourself, how do I want to think about this? How do I want to feel about this? Who do I want to be in this situation? And so I've been doing this exercise with my Pleasure Project program participants and really finding what are you currently thinking about the situation? And then what are some intentional thoughts that can create a completely different result, a different outcome, different actions, different emotions? When you read things on happiness, one of the common thoughts is around gratitude. So anytime you really focus on what is good and look for those things, then you are consciously cultivating positive thoughts. And when there's a situation that is less than ideal, so when you're in a situation that you wish was different, then it's purposefully seeking out different perspectives about that. Like, how can I look at this in a way that I can grow from it, learn from it? How is this happening for me? How is this actually serving me in my life? And that those positive thinking shifts can help you reframe and create meaning so that you it does feel like you're in a more fulfilling experience in your life. So the third thing, which I've talked about on the podcast before, and I have a podcast episode on magnifying micro moments of pleasure. And this is consciously and deliberately looking for what is good, what feels good, what is good, in your moment-to-moment experience and just noticing when you're in a pleasant moment in your life, maybe you're eating something and it tastes really good and you take a moment to pause and to savor it and to be in it and to soak in the goodness of that moment. If you look for these moments, you will find more and more and more of them. The fourth one, which I also have a podcast episode on, which is called the feel-good formula. Our body and mind are connected. So there's a lot of things we can do with our bodies and physical habits that we can engage on that help us feel better physically, but also mentally and emotionally. They help stabilize our blood chemistry, our moods. And this is things like exercise, meditation, sleep, clean eating. So building healthy habits not only works on you on a physical level, but it absolutely increases your overall sense of happiness, satisfaction, and joy in your life. And that all, and one, because it works on you on a kind of chemical level, but two, because when you have physical energy, 
when you're not exhausted, depleted, drained, sluggish, foggy, then it's so much easier to work on your mindset and to, because it takes energy. Our brain uses up a lot of energy and brain power. So if you're trying to look for the good, if you're trying to cultivate positive thoughts, and if you're really trying to become more self-aware in your life, then that requires just having a certain amount of energy. And you can do that through building healthier habits. And the fifth one is love cultivation. Now, this is something that I'm currently practicing right now. This is my practice that I'm in and is going to be part of my next project. And this is part of the the Pleasure Project program is we create a project every single round, an 80-day experiment, life experiment, that helps you really change something you want to change or build in a new habit or work towards a specific goal. So for me, it really is around cultivating more love, love for myself, love for the people in my life, for my community, for my work, for my purpose, for my program. So positive relationships and social connections are the number one contributor to overall happiness and well-being. So this is a huge part of being happier in your life in general, whether that is with your family or your community or being a part of a program or a course where you are alongside other like-minded people working towards similar goals, share similar values, then this gives you that sense of connectedness and also that sense that you are not alone. And I think that's one of the ways that we don't feel happy is when we feel like we're alone and we feel isolated or we feel like we're struggling and we don't want to bring other people down. And so being in a place that feels safe and that feels supportive and that feels nurturing and allows you to show up as you are and share vulnerably about what you're going through really does increase your overall sense of happiness and life satisfaction. So to recap, five ways to be happier now. Number one, self-awareness and self-awareness of all the emotions, not just the positive ones and allowing yourself to help yourself experience all the emotions and Do that from an observer perspective, being the watcher. Number two, thinking on purpose. So really cultivating thoughts that serve you and emotions that you want to experience that help you align to who you want to be, how you want to show up, how you want to feel, how you want to act in the world. So things like gratitude and seeking out different perspectives on challenging situations. Number three is looking for and savoring the good. So magnifying those micro moments of pleasure in your day-to-day life. Number four, creating your own feel-good formula, which is a series of daily habits that allow you to have lots of energy and feel good physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And then the fifth one is love cultivation for yourself, for others, nurturing positive relationships, again, with yourself and others, having social connections with people that are like-minded, that share similar values, that you can be in a community of people that are supportive and hold space for whatever you're going through. So I hope these are helpful. And if you want more of 
more tips on how to be happier now, I am participating in a summit. I'm one of the experts that are interviewed. There are over 21 experts in the Be Happier Now Summit. And I'm gonna put the link in the show notes so that you can sign up for that. It is completely free. You can get all the recordings. Each one of us, the experts, has a free gift with our interview, and I think that's happening uh, August 20th, I believe. So make sure to sign up for that. And the second thing is to get on the wait list for the Pleasure Project program. Early enrollment is happening October 13th. It's gonna be open for three days. And if you get in to the program with early enrollment, there will be additional bonuses. So you will get bonus one-on-one sessions with me. You will get early access to some of the course content and you will be able to get started right away. Make sure to sign up there so that you can be the first to be notified. And then finally, if you are local in Kelowna, I am offering a day retreat on September 10th at the Crosby Organic Farm, which is a place that I've led retreats at in the past. It is absolutely beautiful. The view is amazing. We have the best food, farm to table lunch in the orchards. We're gonna do yoga together. There's gonna be workshopping. The theme is being and becoming. So it really embodies what I talked about on this podcast today, how to be more present in this moment and whether that's happiness or sadness or whatever it is that you're experiencing, but how to do that with more grace and ease, but also how to become the best version of yourself and to become the person you want to be. The link for that, all of these links are in the show notes, so make sure to head over there and sign up for all the things. And I hope this was helpful. And remember that happiness doesn't have to be something that you focus on. Instead, focus on what you can do to allow happiness to naturally occur as it is your natural state. All right, I'll talk to you soon.